Welcome to Interwork with Marianne Walker, certified life coach for the helpers, healers, and anyone who wants to up-level their life. Life is what you make it, and here we make life pretty great. Come on in. Well, hi there, and welcome back. So I thought I would share a bit of a funny story with you, as well as hint at some exciting news. <laughs> so yesterday, I got to meet up with my friend, Kent Casper Martineau. Um, he's a fellow life coach. He's been on the podcast before, and he and I have something really fun in the works that I'm going to be announcing in a couple of weeks here. So I'm super excited about it. So keep listening for more information on that. But anyway, we're meeting up at Dairy Queen to just kind of, you know, enjoy some ice cream while we visited. And... As I was waiting in the parking lot for him, then there's this guy in a truck next to me and he was eating his cone and then it was time to go. And I don't think he looked behind him. So he started to back out. And then this other car was coming through the parking lot and they slammed on their brakes and they honked their horn at him to let him know, oh, look out, like stop backing up. You're going to hit me. Right. But then the guy in the truck, he rolls down his window and he starts yelling at the other car, watch where you're going. <laughs> and it just made me laugh and made me think about how easy it is. For all of us to, you know, point fingers at the other people, how we don't want to be accountable, but how funny to be projecting in that instant that he was blaming this other person for not watching where they were going when he himself did not turn around to make sure the coast was clear before backing out. Anyway, it made me laugh. <laughs> so I thought I'd share. All right. So these last two episodes, we have been talking about how to create balance in relationship. And I have received such amazing feedback on those episodes. So thank you. Thank you. I love getting feedback. I'm so glad it's been helpful. And I also received multiple messages from people over the last two weeks telling me that they have essentially given up. They're burned out. They've given all that they can give. They have nothing left. They're tired of being the only one to show up and initiate. And so they're just done. And they wondered, like, how can I move on with a heart of peace? Because right now I'm feeling really jaded and I don't want to invest in any relationship because I'm so hurt. Now, of course, prevention is the best medicine, right? I mean, in an ideal world, then we set boundaries right out of the gate to help to prevent this burnout, compassion, fatigue, and resentment. In a perfect world, we recognize our manuals for other people early on and we learn to just let people be who they're going to be and we experience a lot less disappointment. And also, and this has been true for me in my own people-pleasing journey, but sometimes we learn how to set boundaries and do all of these things after the fact. Sometimes we learn how to do these things after living and learning through the experience. Sometimes it's experiencing the compassion fatigue, the burnout, and the resentments. It's exactly those things that trigger us to create much-needed change. So hey, if this is you and you're already feeling burned out, it's okay. Don't beat yourself up about it. That is how we learn and how we grow. So show yourself some self-compassion, note the lessons that you've learned, and then move forward. And of course, if you would like help and support on your journey, I hope that you will consider me as your coach. So today we're going to be talking a bit about what to do when the imbalance can't be corrected. And you're recognizing that this current stage of relationship is now complete. Like this phase needs to end, just like these people I was talking about, right? So while there are situations where cutting somebody off completely is 100% appropriate, especially in cases of abuse, and this includes mental and emotional abuse, but today we're going to be talking more in terms of shifting our mindset around the relationship and creating something that feels more supportive for you while also minimizing pain and resentment. But first, you know, I do think it's worth mentioning that when we feel the need to change or dissolve a relationship, what we're really saying is, I hurt. I am so hurt, I can no longer engage with or invest in you. It just hurts too much. So use this as information. When you notice this pain, this is when you know that something needs to change. 
And when these feelings do come up for you, have some self-compassion. When we're able to have some compassion towards ourselves rather than judgment, it allows space to also extend that compassion towards others as well. So here's the thing. We are all going to have times in our lives where we think that the other person should be showing up differently. And when we're feeling hurt and thinking that someone else should be showing up differently, we aren't actually seeing the other person. In fact, we aren't actually in relationship with the other person at all. Instead, we are in relationship with this imaginary romanticized version of them that doesn't even really exist. <laughs> so we may keep investing in this person thinking, if I just keep showing up for them, then maybe they'll show up for me. If I just keep initiating, maybe they'll start to initiate. If I just keep celebrating them, maybe they'll start to celebrate me. But the thing is, maybe that's just not who they are. It is our thoughts that create our relationships. And if we're spending all of our mental energy thinking about somebody who should be something else, then we are now highly invested in a relationship with someone who only exists in our mind. This person does not exist. We want them to exist, but they actually only exist in our mind. And once we're able to recognize this, then we can step back and look at the person as they actually are. And then we can use that information to decide how we want to be in relationship with them. So I like to think of relationships as rings on a bullseye. So the outer ring is where the general community is. These are the people we pass on the sidewalk or on the street or in the stores. Like they're around, but we're not necessarily in relationship with them. The next ring in contains our acquaintances. These are people that we know and engage with in certain environments or settings, but we don't really tend to engage with them outside of these very specific parameters. So this might be our coworkers, people that attend the same class with us at the gym, or maybe even people that you go to church with. So we have certain situations where we see these people, but outside of that, we don't really make contact with them. The next ring in contains our tribe. And these are the people that we see a bit more frequently, and we have a bit more vulnerability with. And then the innermost ring contains our intimates. So these are the people that we spend the most time with and we share the greatest level of intimacy with. So when we are experiencing frustration or disappointment in a relationship, it might be just because we've placed somebody in the wrong ring. And because we've placed them in the wrong ring, we now have unrealistic expectations of what it is that they have to offer the relationship. We want so desperately for them to fit in a specific circle, but maybe they just don't fit. And we need to work through that and figure out, okay, well, how do they fit into my life? So for example, I know that I have very different expectations around my intimates versus my acquaintances. So I might expect that my intimates will check in on me more regularly, possibly multiple times a week or even multiple times a day, depending on what's going on in my life. But my expectation around my acquaintances is that, you know, I'll see them when I see them. And when I do see them, sure, it's great to catch up, but we don't really need much interaction in between. The relationship is still fine, even with the sporadic interaction. I might have different expectations around text replies when it comes to my intimates versus my tribe. I might have different expectations around how birthdays and holidays are celebrated with each of these groups, and that's okay. We all have different expectations around these different relationships. And so notice when you do have an expectation that isn't being met, then just kind of get curious about how the other person is showing up because maybe you've just put them in the wrong ring and that's okay. Let people show you how they're going to show up. And when they do show up as who they are, believe them and then set your expectations accordingly. So maybe you have someone in your life that you have been hoping would be showing up as an intimate friend. 
but you find yourself lacking in the support that you're seeking from an intimate friend. So if your expectation is that they will show up as an intimate, but their behaviors are more aligned with that of an acquaintance, then believe them that this is what it is that they have to offer at this time. Move them mentally to this other circle. And once you've moved them to that other circle, then you can adjust your expectations accordingly. And this simple thing creates so much less mental drama. And of course, you know, this adjusting of circles, it isn't something that can only happen from the inside rings moving outward, but it can also happen from the outside rings moving inward. For example, maybe there's an acquaintance in your life that you just met who is really showing up for you in amazing ways. And maybe they're even showing up for you in ways where you think, boy, I wish that my intimates would show up that way. Be open to the idea that they too could be an intimate. Be open to the idea of moving them into that inner circle. Give them a chance. Because for real, why not put people into the rings that they want to be in rather than forcing them to be in a ring where the expectations aren't met and then you're both left feeling really disappointed. And sure, like I get it, the transition stage, it can feel uncomfortable at times because the brain associates familiarity with safety and security. And so moving people between the rings, it can feel a little bit scary. And also it can be super exciting to be more proactive about creating the life that you want to create on purpose. Sometimes we use how long we have known somebody as the determining factor as to what circle we want to put them in. We automatically put those that we've known for a long time in the intimate circle, thinking that, okay, well, since I've known them for a long time, then they're now automatically an intimate. And then we also tend to do the opposite thing where then if it's somebody that we just met, we can really keep them in the acquaintance circle for a long time sometimes. But the thing is people change over time. Life happens, and while our tendency is to assume that people will get progressively closer to the center of our bullseye the longer that we know them, this isn't always the case, and that's okay. And I find that timing is a better factor than duration of time that somebody is in your life. Somebody might be showing up at the perfect time for what it is that you need right now, even though you just barely met them, and they will make an amazing intimate. And that might be a better indicator. The timing of the relationship is a bigger factor than the duration of time that you've known the person. There are some seasons of life where people are just able to show up differently. So let me compare friend relationships to dating relationships for a moment. I can't tell you how many people I have coached on dating relationships where the person that I am coaching, they want to be in a relationship and the person that they're pursuing, like they seem to be well, let's just say that they seem to be minimally invested. <laughs> so for example, maybe they only call or text when they need something or they're feeling particularly lonely, but they aren't investing in the relationship to the same level as my client. Their actions appear to be very passive and their behaviors kind of communicate that they would just rather invest their time and energy elsewhere. So when this becomes clear, then I might ask my client, like, do you really want to be in a relationship with somebody that would rather invest their time and energy somewhere else? Do you really want to be in a relationship with somebody that doesn't prioritize their relationship with you in the same way that you do? Do you really want to be in a relationship with somebody that doesn't also consider your wants and needs? Do you really want to be in a relationship with someone that doesn't appear to want the same things in life that you do? Do you want to be in a relationship with somebody who isn't going to show up in the way that you need them to right now? And then I might suggest to them that maybe they're not actually interested in this person. <laughs> they're interested in a person, but in this instance, then they're not actually interested in this person. They're more interested in the person that they think that they should be or could be for them. But this isn't who they actually are. This person has shown them who they are. And now they, my client can either choose to believe them or not believe them. But the more they resist who they actually are, the more likely they are to cling to who they think they should be. And then the more miserable they will become in that relationship. 
we get to pick what ring we put people in. And we will experience a lot more peace when we learn to accept people as they are and adjust accordingly. This doesn't mean anything is wrong with you or there's anything that's wrong with them or even that there's anything wrong with the relationship. It's just accepting what is and what the relationship is rather than forcing what we wish it were. And of course, people do change over time and relationships also change and that's okay. So to kind of illustrate this point, I got a question for you. Are you still friends with your bestie from first grade? Do you remember their name? What about freshman year of high school? Are you still in touch? Maybe you are and maybe you aren't, but I think you kind of get the idea. Like when we are children, our friend circles shift and change according to the seating chart or who is on our team or who is in our class. And we have all of these times in our lives where relationships are, have shifted and they've changed and we just kind of accept it. We just accepted that there was a change in circumstance. And because we accepted that change in circumstance, we're also able to radically accept that there may be some changes in the relationship that probably this classmate is going to be moved to an outer ring. And also that would open up space for somebody to come in to our inner circle. There was a flow to it and a radical acceptance around it. So what if we did the same thing as adults? What if we were able to accept that, oh, my friend is going back to school or has a new job or has some major life event going on. It makes sense that I would hear from them less and that's okay. Oh, my friend has some intense family stuff going on that's really weighing on them. It makes sense that that's where their focus is going to be. Oh, I can see that my friend has a new goal or hobby and they're growing a friend circle so that they can have more support around that goal. So sure, it's disappointing I won't see them as much. And also it makes sense. They have a goal that's different from my goal. And I don't need to make it mean that they don't like me anymore. It just means that they have a group that has a shared interest and that's great. Oh, I can see that my friend is in a new relationship. Of course, they're going to want to spend time with them. Of course, it makes sense that I'm not going to see them quite as much. They're merging two lives and it makes sense that there will be less room for me. And I don't need to make that mean that I am unlovable. And these thoughts might go in the other direction when we have been the ones experiencing these things. And then we want to come back to the relationship, right? So we might be thinking, oh, I was invested elsewhere for a while. And that's why there's distance there. It makes sense. I don't need to take it personally that they found new friends while I was invested elsewhere. That's just what happens. And now I can make the choice to invest in the relationship or not. And that's okay. When we are able to radically accept that things change, it can help us to shift into something that feels more loving, compassionate, and supportive for all parties involved. Change happens and it's okay. Much of our discomfort comes from resisting change or thinking that things should be different from what they actually are. And when we can adjust our thoughts to better fit the reality of the relationship, then we will experience significantly less cognitive dissonance and resentment when somebody doesn't show up the way that we expect them to. So maybe we don't need to shut the door on the relationship altogether. Maybe we just need to accept people where they are and adjust our friendship rings accordingly. So let me offer up some thoughts that might help you to shift the energy to something that is more supportive for you. How I show up is about me. How they show up is about them. I am noticing how people show up and believing them when they tell me who they are. That relationship as I knew it is now complete. It's okay to shift it to another circle. Shifts happen and that's okay. It makes sense that things are different now and that's okay. I am nurturing the relationships that also nurture me. I am excited to see who's going to be coming into my inner circle. When it's time to shift circles, I can make those shifts with love and acceptance. 
I am choosing to love and accept people exactly where they are. I am choosing to be in a relationship with real people instead of my made up versions of them. It's okay to make shifts. Remember that your relationships and connections with other people are created by the thoughts that you're having about them. So as we can put people into the right rings and adjust our expectations accordingly, we really can have more peace and genuine connection with others. Because when we do this, we're finally actually loving them exactly where they are at. And that is where the real love and connection lies. So this week, let's love people exactly where they're at. And this includes ourselves. Thanks for being here. I'll see you next week. Have you experienced personal growth just by listening to this podcast? Then just imagine how much more growth you could experience by working with me one-on-one. Join my waitlist now by going to MarianneWalker.life. I'll see you there.